Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. I hope I hope you all had a wonderful, uh, wonderful Christmas, and you got all the gifts you wanted, and you know gave out all the all the gifts uh, that you wanted to, and that those recipients actually uh, liked them. Um, I, uh, I myself, my my daughter gave me all thumbs up for her gifts. Um, the the gift that stood out apparently was her light up scooter. She she really wanted a replacement for that, so she was happy about that. So yes, Merry Christmas, post Merry Christmas, soon to be New Year. Um, I'll definitely do a, a New Year's episode if I if I have some time. But tonight I wanted to talk about something very exciting. Um, it, it's thrilling. It's something that we all look forward to every year. And it is taxes. <laughs> I, I, it, it's one of those topics that um, we we all know it matters. You know, we we all dread it, even though it it should kind of be a joyous occasion uh, each year around April, being able to take a look at uh, um, how our our government has. Uh, spent its revenue, our taxes, how it's managed or mismanaged that money, um, and be able to uh, sort of sift through and provide a bit of a critique and identify certain expenditures that need to go away. (laughs) And if that's how it actually worked, it'd be very exciting. And unfortunately, uh, it it doesn't work that way. (laughs) So um, our our Congress just kind of does uh, whatever it wants, and a majority of them are millionaires, and they they just kind of hang out for a couple decades, um, serve their purpose, serve their donors and owners, and then they move on. Um, And then the next person steps up with pretty much the exact same mindset as the last one, and we we just sort of accept it. But I just was wondering, in light of a lot of the things that have happened in the past two years, um, I should say, well, the past 50 years, but uh, to focus it in just the past two years a little bit um, with all the things that have happened, you know, just why? Why do we why do we pay taxes? And I know there are some out there that'll give that um, that cookie cutter uh, talking point. You know, well, t- taxes are the thing you pay to live in a civilized society. <laughs> it pays for roads schools and federal agencies, you know, it's like, well, well, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're kind of right. But we still should ask the question of why and really, uh, re-ask that question every couple of years as things change. And, uh, afraid to break it to you, but things have really changed. (laughs) You know, so taxes. Now let's go back to just where it comes from or or what actually gives um, uh, the government the the right to to collect uh, specifically federal income taxes. You know, so, you know, we have the 16th Amendment in our U.S. Constitution, which these days, the, the Constitution doesn't really serve its purpose of protecting the people from 
a uh, overbearing, oversized government. Um, it, it's just well, at this point, it's a bit of a piece of paper that's adjusted every so often um, to give more and more powers to uh, to the powerful. But anyway, that's that's something I'll save that for another time. Uh, so. July, July 2nd, 1909, uh, the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified February the 3rd, 1913. The 16th Amendment was established. Um, so it granting Congress the right to impose a federal income tax. And now there have been some people out there that are on the other extreme here that'll say, well, you know, before that, uh, b- before the 16th Amendment was, was, was ratified, before it became uh, law, uh, everyone just got to keep their money. And that's not, that's not entirely accurate. Um, uh, of course, during the Civil War, 1861 to uh, 1865, uh, Congress placed a uh, 3% flat tax on all incomes over $800. And that was to pull in enough revenue to fund <clears throat> the very expensive, very deadly uh, Civil War. Now, it was pitched as something that was temporary, um, and it was uh, was repealed in 1872. Um, but it would pop up from time to time whenever money needed to be raised to pay for, for certain things. And uh, it popped back up in, in 1894 as a part of a, uh, a tariff bill, uh, which was a 2% tax on income over $4,000. And this is four thousand dollars. When I when I say these uh, these these amounts of money, it's for that specific time. I'm not really making adjustments to account for inflation. Um, I believe you'll be able to extrapolate and paint the picture. Um, so it's not a new concept. And of course, there were tariffs and things like that that have been around since well forever. And this is how the the government funded itself. But now, February 3rd, 1913, we have the 16th Amendment um, establishing federal income tax. Another interesting uh, interesting thing happened at at that same time, or really close, uh, we had the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which was signed into law by the uh, president then, uh, Woodrow Wilson, who was a very, very special individual, and anyone who who knows me. Um, and has listened to my rants about how just awful Woodrow Wilson uh, was and how I believe him to be one of the worst presidents that, that we've ever had. And we've had some doozies in our nation's history. Um, the Federal Reserve Act, uh, it was meant to provide um, uh, financial stability. At least that's how it was pitched. Um, and it was pitched after the fact. It was something that was talked about behind closed doors, behind the scenes, amongst the, the wealthy and the powerful, which uh, seems to be the way things have always been, for the most part. Um, uh, but it it was drafted, and, and it was developed, and, and it just happened. And the American people were just told, hey, we need this for uh, to create financial stability, you know, because of all the issues we've had in recent years and yada, yada, yada. Um, and and it's been, what, a hundred and almost 110 years um, uh, of having a federal reserve. And we've experienced just steady re- recessions and depressions and cr- crashes and, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, I'm kind of missing the whole 
you know, <laughs> uh, if someone asks, just hey, did, do you feel like the Federal Reserve uh, is is fulfilling its purpose? And I would have to say, well, well, no, not not as it was sold to the American people at that time. Um, it hasn't really created a great deal of stability. I mean, it's created a lot of opportunities for a handful of people to make a unbelievable amount of money and a lot of organizations to rise and all that good stuff. But um, stability, financial stability, I don't, I don't know if I would use that phrase. Um, but anyway, so we, we have the Federal Reserve Act of, of 1913. Um, it's signed into law. Federal Reserve is established. And let me be clear as well that the Federal Reserve, it's not it's not federal. It's not really tied to uh, to the federal government. The the American taxpayer that funds the federal government um, has no can can impose really nothing, um, no sense of man management or uh, we can't really request an audit or anything like that. Um, our, our federal government has no real <clears throat> power or control over them there. They're essentially a, a privatized banking cartel. And these days, most countries have their own little um, their own little central central bank. Um, but that's that's essentially what it is. You know, so going back to uh, going back to to taxes. <clears throat> so we have our taxes. We, we have our, our tax code, which is thousands of pages. Um, a handful of pages that outline <clears throat> the different tax brackets, who pays what, and then just tons and tons of uh, just pages uh, filled with loopholes and opportunities for those who uh, who can afford to take advantage of those of those opportunities. And uh, that's a very small, <clears throat> I would say less than five percent um, of this uh, uh, of this country can actually seize that, <laughs> seize that opportunity. For the most part, it's just, you know, 90 to 95% of us, we, we just dread it. You know, it's every year. <clears throat> we, we do our taxes and, you know, we cross our fingers hoping we get a, a decent return, which, you know, that in itself, I, I always have found pretty funny. You know, it's kind of like when people got excited about uh, the, the stimulus checks, those crumbs that, that were kind of tossed to, to some of us in uh, in 2020 and uh, well, earlier this year. Um, and some people cheered and were excited for that. And I just thought, well, it, it's 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 your own money, really. It's it's like someone robbing you, like taking one hundred dollars from you. And then giving you ten dollars back, and then you being happy about that, you know, I, 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 I just don't get it. But anyway, you know, so we, we have our uh, we have our taxes, we have our insane uh, uh, tax code, which is if you look it up, it'll say that it's written by by Congress, you know, and and they they have their influence and they they put their spin on it, but um, we all know that. You know the the lobbyists reign supreme um, in D.C., which is why there there are thousands of lobbyists just hanging around on K Street in D.C., um, just sort of putting their hands on everything, um, every bit of legislation, ensuring that um, ensuring that it takes into account 
the uh, the will and the desires of uh, whatever corporate sector they, they represent, you know, but, you know, we like to think that, oh, well, you know, we're, we're a democracy or we're a constitutional republic or the will of the majority or blah, 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 yada, 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 even though that's not really how things work. And it's incredibly obvious that that's not how any of this works <laughs> on paper. You know, it, it may look like a, a will the will of the majority and all that, but no, it, it's it's the needs of the few outweighing the needs of the many. That's that's essentially where we are, you know. But but we continue to just pay it. And we don't ask questions like the simple one of why. And you know, yeah, sure, uh, you know, pays for roads, pays for this, pays for that. Um, it funds the government, but. Once we walked away from the gold standard in, in 1971, thanks to Richard Nixon, another amazing American president. Once we moved away from that and our currency became a fiat currency, it became just um, something built on faith. That's it. It was a global currency. And then it was just it, it's it's just based on faith that there's no. Um, there's nothing really behind it, no precious metal or anything like that, um, no real limit. And, and we're seeing we're seeing that uh, that whole thing play out here in, in the 2020s. Um, but we, we just accept that. I mean, the, the, the fact that, you know, we're talking September 2019 through all of 2020. You know, we're talking nearly 10 trillion dollars. That was printed and backed by absolutely nothing. And that's a low ball. That's a low ball estimate. I mean, it's it's believed over 60% of all U.S. currency in circulation was printed in 2020 alone. You know, and of course, you, you have your inflation, hyperinflation, um, because it's just basic economics. I mean, you just keep pumping more and more money into circulation. Um, its value is going to decline. And as it stands right now, the the U.S. dollar is what lost maybe 98, close to 99 percent of its value, you know, and yeah, don't wor don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it, folks. You know, just just keep paying your taxes, keep doing your thing, you know, and. But but the the big question, the obvious question that eludes some of us, you know, is Why? Why do I pay taxes if you can just print unlimited amounts of money to prop up this carcass of an economy? What exactly? I don't understand. Now, there was a time where it made sense. There was a time where, oh, sure, I'm paying taxes. So, you know, that that pays for certain social services and it funds different welfare programs and it funds this and that and, you know, and pays for roads and construction and you know, sure that all those things make sense to me, but once you start printing trillions and trillions of dollars just out of nowhere and it's backed by absolutely nothing, and you've shown us that you are willing to just print, 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 um, well, then what am I doing? What the hell am I? Why am I paying taxes? <laughs> because now, now what it looks like is you're just simply trying to uh, limit my ability to generate um, uh, wealth and to keep as much as I can for myself and for my family. That's what it feels like at this point. You know, and, and 
when all this stimulus package stuff was going on and everything, especially throughout the 2020s, you know, I found myself wondering, like, well, I mean, if you really want to help in the middle of all this craziness that's going on, why not just suspend income taxes for a year? And not that fake, like, oh, well, we're going to put, we're going to temporarily suspend it, then it'll start back up in the next fiscal year. Oh, and you're also going to have to pay us back all that money as well. No, I'm talking about a legitimate, like a real, you know, just suspended. I mean, you've already shown us that it, it kind of doesn't matter. The fiat currency, that its value is, is almost completely gone. And you're willing to just print, print, print um, in order to f fund um, your pet projects and things that you deem important, um, which tends to work out well uh, for, for that top 1%. Um, but if it was really about the people and, and this dying middle class um, that's slowly becoming um, an extension of the working poor class, you know, if it was really about giving us some relief, then that's what would have made sense to me. But of course, you know, when you, you watch these congressional hearings and all this back and forth. And, you know, I remember when the, the CARES Act, they were going back and forth about that um, and uh, back in spring 2020, you know, and that was over two trillion dollars right there. And it just amazed me how little how, just a small piece of the conversation was about the American people. You know, tens of millions of people lost their jobs like in the blink of an eye. And, you know, they, they barely get a headline. They barely get. A, a mention, you know, just on the back end of a conversation, the focus was so much on the corporate sector and propping up the financial markets and propping up um, this this um, this train wreck of an economy and barely a mention of the people. You know, just I, it, I, I just thought it was uh, amazing. And I also found it amazing just how quickly certain things will happen while other things will take a great deal of time. Um, whenever it's something about the financial sector, whenever it's something about the, 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 the corporate sector, there's this, this fast tempo. There's this, this speed that you see in Congress. You'll see things just, just happen. You know, you'll see bills just fly through and it'll be, you know, bipartisan and, and, you know, everyone's high-fiving each other. Yeah, we got that bill knocked out in like 72 hours. You know, did you read it? Well, not really. But, you know, my intern read some of it. But, yeah, yeah, it's got <laughs> it's got all the right stuff in it. Thumbs up. Yeah. And then the second you start talking about people, then it turns into this dogfight between the Republicans and the Democrats. And it turns into, well, well we don't want to be a welfare state. You know, we don't want to just bail a bunch of people out and all that stuff after you just gave away like billions of dollars and you just bailed out like a bunch of corporations that put themselves in the terrible situation that they're in. I mean, we saw this in, in 2008 and 2009 when we had the housing market crash. You know, what happened there? And it, it, it turned into a, a giant circus. And you had people... They were being kicked out of their homes, all these foreclosures all over the place. And what was the rhetoric? Oh, well, you know, hey, they, they knew what they were getting into. 
um, when they when they signed on the dotted line for this mortgage and they and they bought this home, they knew they couldn't afford it, you know, and they, they should have been smarter about it, yada yada yada, you know, this is this is capitalism, blah blah blah, survival of the strongest, yada yada yada. Um, but then when it came to the corporations, then oh no no, this they're too big to fail, you know, we 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 have to bail them out, you know, which some people didn't read that properly. It was that the taxpayers have to bail these people out. You know, I have to bail out AIG and all these other companies that put themselves in this predicament with their, uh, with their fraudulent practices, you know, but Hey, we have to bail them out. And what did they do? Well, they just started dishing out bonuses like crazy, you know, like within months after receiving that money. And there was no real sense of accountability, no real sense of, of tracking. You know, we saw that in 2020, even with the CARES Act. We saw that with, excuse me, with those those PPP loans where you had um, so much fraud going on and you had major corporations that were dipping into that and were able to get uh, submit applications, get fast approval. And next thing you know, they were able to pull tens of millions of dollars at a time. And then you had small businesses that were getting um, approved for pennies or they just weren't being approved at all for any sort of uh, bailout or support. But anyway, that's, that's a whole nother, um, that's a whole nother thing, you know, but going back to taxes, why, what exactly are my taxes for? If the dollar is backed by nothing, if you can print unlimited amounts of, of cash, unlimited amounts of currency, um, and, and understand when I say print, I know that, yeah, they don't print at all. There's a lot of, there's a lot of computing that happens. There's a lot of data transfers that happens. It's mostly, it's mostly digital. I understand that. But if you can create, there we go. If you can create trillions and trillions of dollars over a 12 month period, you know, what am I doing? You know, why, why am I not benefiting from this, this mess? You know, why isn't the working class being given some some room to breathe, you know, not and not just, you know, here's six hundred dollars for the year. You know, here here's here's uh, here's twelve hundred dollars for, for your family. You know, look how good we are. You know, all right, get out of here. You know, crazy guy, you know, <laughs> that should be good enough to cover you. Meanwhile, you have members of Congress that are making 120, 150, 170, 180 thousand dollars a year, and their 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 pay continues no matter what. They're covered. They have nothing to worry about. So, of course, there's no real um, sense of urgency on their part when it comes to the American people. They pay you lip service, which that's great. You know, you'll you'll have the um, the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and all that stuff. And they'll, they'll, you know, my goodness. And they're so old. I don't understand. Why. I don't get why we're okay with this. I don't understand. We, we sit around and watch the, the geriatric circus like year after year. And these people, they have these, these approval ratings that are in the toilet. So approval ratings that were, they're just so low. If I had them, I would have been fired for my job years ago. 
but they keep getting reelected. It, it just, it's amazing. It's an approval rating of like 18% and a reelection rate of 97%, you know? <sighs> I mean, it's mostly because we're so focused on who becomes president, which we should know by now that it does not matter. It does not matter who's president. Honestly, it's the, the person is pretty much a figurehead. It's almost like a, a CEO. I mean, that, that's, that's how I see it. The president is a CEO. And then you have a board, which is Congress. <laughs> and the board wields far more power than the CEO. The CEO does the occasional press conference, waves their hand, stands around to be seen, and is the face of, uh, of the corporation, which is how I see the United States these days. It's a bit of, more of a corporation than a country. Um, but that's, that's the purpose of, of the CEO slash president. And we're focused on that. Who's going to be the next CEO of the United States? Who's going to be the next CEO of this? Well, what about the board? You know, what about the the incredible amount of power Congress has? And it's filled with a bunch of 80-year-olds and, and people that have been sitting in these position, positions for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. <laughs> and we don't care. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's 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 amazing, but anywho, <laughs> stop. Let me stop myself before I go on a bit of a rant here. But with with taxes, you know, I just I just find it one of those things that we do, one of those traditions that we don't question. It's the same thing with voting. It's a tradition, you know. Our parents did it. Their parents did it. You know, and we believe that it's necessary, that it keeps this this civilization uh, moving forward. Uh, but we don't really dig into the details. We don't ask why. We don't determine if um, if it's worthy uh, to continue as a tradition within the society. Uh, we don't take the time to ask questions. And uh, as the times change, um, as things begin to shift. Um, and we should bring these things up. Uh, we do not. We get wrapped up in things that are trivial, things that don't matter. Um, and uh, the media does their part to just keep us playing the game, um, which is why there fundamentally is no difference between Fox News or CNN. They, they do their their part to keep us in the game. That's the job of both of them. Um, they they play a little differently. You'll see some different faces, um, some different, slightly different ideologies, um, but essentially it, it's to keep, to keep us participating. And they do a fantastic job. I even found myself uh, getting wrapped up and excited, you know, and which is why I completely cut uh, cut ties with with watching any of that stuff. Um, I do my own research. Um, I, I look for independent news sources some of which exist outside of the United States to kind of get a well-rounded perspective on different topics. And then I just go from there, you know, but taxes, I'm sorry. It's hard to see it as anything else other than a form of uh, shackles, you know, something to limit my ability. And I, I, I'm in the middle class. I mean, I thought I was going to reach the upper middle class and maybe kind of creep over into the rich side. <laughs> but now everything is somewhat delayed a bit. 
So I'll just say I'm in the middle class. Um, but um, but I can see it as being something just to limit my ability to generate uh, wealth and hold that wealth close and share that wealth with others. Because that that's just my observation. Hey, I might be wrong. I'm, I'm just saying that just the way I look at it with... Um, with all this money being printed out of thin air that's backed by nothing and, you know, based on a a fiat currency that has almost no value, while at the same time you're still going to take a bunch of money from me, um, from my paychecks, from investments, from whatever I do when you don't need it, apparently. You can just print whatever you want. So those are just my thoughts. Um, please feel free to uh, to reach out if you if you want to share some of your thoughts on, on taxation. Um, you know, the, I, I understand hashtag taxation is theft, and I, I somewhat agree with that statement. If you'd like to come on and talk about it, please feel free to reach out. Um, I, you can reach me on Gmail, SnailNation11 at uh, Gmail. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, um, and uh, my LinkedIn account is still going going strong. It's been a month and a half, two months now. But anyway, that's that. As always, thank you for listening in. Thank you for your support and thank you for your feedback. Enjoy the rest of your week and a happy new year for those of you that uh, that I might miss. Uh, so with that, Snell Nation out.